0: We're also brought to you by Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated hotels. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you could also book in advance for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. It's easy. Book hotels in 10 seconds in just 3 taps and a swipe. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need. And now, the Mighty Mighty Bostones. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Sal here along with Master Tate Frazier.
1: What's happening, Tate? Not too much. Harry's bullying me about North Carolina selling their Jordan. So Oh, he is? Yep. Been a tough day for the Harry Tate friendship.
0: Well, let me tell you something. I don't think I don't think Harry would bully you if he saw what I witnessed when I first walked in the studio. Tate screaming. Like I've never seen him scream before at a StubHub Reb. <laughs> <laughs> what was the rep? What what happened?
1: I uh, I went to a concert at, at the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Uh, of course, it turned, turns out they they sold my ticket also to someone else that that got there ten minutes earlier. So uh-huh. always be on time, you know. So you it's weren't on lesson. time. Nope, I was late and uh, didn't so- have a ticket. And then uh, StubHub, they have they have the guarantee that they have to pay me back now. So they guaranteed it. Yeah, that's what they said now. But luckily, uh, there were some people there that night that uh, had an extra ticket and gave it to me because they felt bad for me. So
0: do, when does that happen to anybody? Someone has an extra ticket, they feel bad. I had already
1: it. ordered the Uber to go home.
0: That would never ever happen to me. It doesn't matter <laughs> if I looked like you or not. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's but, very nice. Well, this poor StubHub rep, uh, he he got what for? <laughs> from you I, I actually you hadn't you didn't raise your voice that wasn't that much louder than it is right now yeah it's about
1: still the loudest always
0: this we have uh football nipping at our heels tate oh yeah i, I listen to you and lombardi on gm street you're starting to make sense you got some swagger <laughs> we we're we're in preseason mode we have to get out of this we have to get out of this hellish summer we have lots of sports gambling talk ahead we're first coach to be fired we're going to talk mlb futures um Captain Morgan, we're going to jump on the make-believe Riverboat Casino. We have best bets. We're going to have Joe House on and talk PGA Championship odds. You know, he was on Simmons' podcast. Uh, I didn't even know Simmons had a podcast still. (laughs) I thought he uh, did mailbags and reviewed, like, uh, movies from the 90s. But he picked uh, Francesco Molinari to win the British Open as one of his few picks, and he won the whole thing. But listen, first, before we get to House, it's been a while since we were on with the degenerate trifecta, right? We did uh, Dallas a few weeks ago. We had a pre tape a few of those and then we ran them. It's actually probably been about four months. uh, No, not four (laughs) months. It's four months. It feels like four months, right? It does feel like it's four weeks. But we're going to get into gambling groove before football kicks off. We're going to talk to the wizards of wagering, the gurus of gambling, my degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Bry, and the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas?
2: What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up?
3: What's going
0: on, buddy? It's good to hear you all. It really is. We like I said we haven't done a podcast in about a month. There's not a lot to bet on really. It really it's all WNBA after after soccer went. We were all happy to see soccer go cuz we lost a ton on it. But then there was nothing, right? There's WNBA. Parlay kid, we bet baseball for for a minute. We had a, it was a nice thing. I think they had Scherzer and Sale were pitching the same day for like four straight starts. And I think they both won 3 of those. And then, I don't know what happened, yeah. like Severino and Verlander, Severino was minus 460 on a Saturday, Verlander was uh-huh. like minus 350, and they both lost a couple of Saturdays ago, and I was, that was like, that was it for me, right, Parley Kid? It's been tough.
2: Yeah, that was it. I had a little success with the baseball myself, yeah. uh, but like you said, it's few and far between. Yeah. Um, like you said, you had that Severino game minus four sixty. I think Brother Bry capitalized on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did oh, with the Royals it. maybe uh, a little bit, um, but yeah, this it's been uh, you know I guess a uh, little MMA betting, little mm-hmm. golf, but um, wow, you know those things, those 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 things uh, don't seem to bring me many winners either. Yeah. So
0: we're gonna get to it. And your poor Yankees. Oh, I, I feel so terrible. Ooh. I just wish uh, any other team with the Red Sox was doing this, but the Yankees get swept. Uh. Two of the games, yeah. it's a, a crazy thing. Two of the games stayed under, and one pushed out of the four games. That's how you, you know you can't yeah. count on anything. There's no score. You don't, you don't like this lineup right now, do you, Parley kid?
2: No, listen. Here's the thing, and uh, Brian and I were talking about this before. One, the Red Sox just seem to be hungry right now. Both teams have injuries, so the Yankees cannot play the injury card. Cashman's done a very good job of solidifying uh, the bullpen with Britain. Uh, obviously, uh, Lynn, he picked up from the twins and, and uh, and half great pickups. But Sal, when you're going into a Red Sox series yeah, and I got to see a Voight in the lineup and I got to see a Robinson in the lineup, mm-hmm. what's going on? That's the Yankees. That's what the Yankees are throwing out there. Pretty tough to watch. Uh, look, my listen, for people can feel this isn't 1978 where they're coming back from this. Set the sights on the wild card, win the wild card game, then Sal. They win that wild card game. I think they have just as good of a chance as anybody. Yeah. With the bullpen they have, hopefully right. Chapman gets back on track. They'll have just as good of a chance as anybody to win the whole thing.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Harry, when you guys were on with Simmons, I, was, I, I took a week off. I needed a mental health week. You guys were on with Simmons. Harry, you were the only one who picked the Red Sox to win the division. I think they were plus 140 back then. What was that, late June?
4: Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I said that uh, Ben Adendi, who had that big hit the other the other night, would be an integral part on this roster. He's batting over three hundred. He's fourteen homers. I think sixty six RBIs. Solid numbers, Parley, kid. You have to admit it. You know, uh, this weekend was a lights out burial for them. Martinez has been a monster, and <laughs> I think Darren. You know, with a nine game lead, Boston can be very careful on how they handle Cristel the rest of the way. Now, you sure. Know, they won't. Have, they won't need him to go eight innings. Uh, and they can save his arm for the postseason, no doubt. And and I'll tell you when when the when the wild card game comes around, whether the Yankees are home, whether uh, they're in Oakland, which I think they only have a two and a half game lead on Oakland that are going into tonight. Um, how much pressure is going to be on the Yankees? That's all that's going to be talked about if they lose that game.
0: How much? Absolutely, how you're right. We need a number. How much pressure? No, I, I listen. I, <laughs> I I know the Yankee fans, brother Brian, probably kid not want to hear this, but on October third. Trevor Cahill will strike out nine Yankees. And the A's, the A's will win six to one, and that'll be that for the for the, oh, uh, gosh. For the Bronx Bombers. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Harry. You've you've won some parlays, but now uh, you were losing a lot on WNBA games, and that's more fun to talk about. What what was going on there?
4: It's been insane. Brian and I have talked about this over and over, all every week, about these games that just don't, they don't make no sense on how they uh, how they develop and how they play out. I mean, I've bet thirteen games this year in the WNBA. I am not only am I one in thirteen, or excuse me, fourteen games. I'm one in thirteen in the WNBA this year. But not only am I one in thirteen, I've lost so bad. I lost on the Sparks when they were a minus five fifty favorite on the money line versus the storm at home. And not only did they lose the game, they lost by 25 and <laughs> that was sandwiched between seven wins. But I got even I got one worse than that. I had the Lynx as a minus 1200 on the money line at, against the Indiana Fever at the time the Fever were 1 and 15. Right. And the Fever controlled the entire game and won the game on the road by 12. I mean oh, honestly, right. are you kidding me? I, I it, it's it. it's insane.
0: Tate, will you please Harry, the... oh, go ahead, Brian? Go ahead.
3: <laughs> oh no, I was just going to say, Harry, the Lynx have killed you, right? How many times have they killed you? Like yeah, five, or six it, times so far. Them year? and the Sparks, have, yeah,
4: that just killed me. And I think we went over it like was it a week and a half ago, Brian, when the Sparks were a two thousand on the money line favorite against the Fever and lost that game too. Uh. So you, nothing's a guarantee in the WNBA. The Lynx. I the... did
3: tell you that, I did tell you Seattle, Harry, like a month a month and a half ago, they were fifteen <laughs> yep. to one to win it. What? what are they now?
2: <laughs> I don't want to shoot a one. That's
0: figure that out. This,
2: this conversation is ridiculous. It really, really <laughs> is. Harry, don't bet
1: that. The links, the links are
0: going to kill Harry, whether they're sausage links or uh, or <laughs> girls dressed up in, uh, in shorts playing basketball. Tate, will you isolate the line I'm one in 13 betting WNBA this year, and yes. then we'll, we'll send it to the appropriate psychologist? Uh, yeah, that we that might be about. how we open
1: the next podcast. Yeah.
0: Uh, brother Brian, you've had better success than the rest of us. Actually, we lost some MMA bets. We had who did we have? We had Demetrius Johnson, who never loses. Maybe the greatest pound for pound in W in MMA history. Uh, we had him over Henry uh, Cejudo, right? And
3: yeah, I think we got we got screwed on that one. I think I mean we thought at the end of that fight that Johnson won the three rounds. I mean they gave Cejudo he fought great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but they gave him so much credit for three or four takedowns and one takedown in that fifth round. Oh. I mean, he did hold them down for like two minutes, but it's not like he landed anything on top and he really him that didn't round. give Johnson any credit yeah. for kicks. It was
0: ridiculous. Uh, the kicks were landing like uh, at will. And like, you know, it wasn't worse for wear, but if that, the kicks have to take uh, count for more than a takedown where he just like rolls out of a oh. pretty, pretty, pretty nifty escapes too, by Demetrius Johnson, I'll say on those takedowns. And, uh, yeah, well, it was going to be three to two either way, but we lost that bet. But Bry, you won with Justin Thomas last week with uh, at Bridgestone. Nice, sixteen to one. Yeah,
3: I had a nice run in golf the other day. I had uh, JT at sixteen to one. I had, but I'm still pissed off. I had Fleetwood to finish in the top ten. Yeah. He double bogeys eighteen to fall outside of the top ten. He only needs to bogey that last hole and I win my bet. Uh, so he screwed me. Fowler screwed me in the top ten. He played horribly the last day, but. Uh, I, I mean, I can't complain. I, d- I did well. All right.
0: It. Well, listen, we're gonna have we're gonna talk to Joe House in a minute. He's gonna give us his golf expertise, and hopefully, we can get make some money. We'll put a little kitty going uh, before football season here. It's creeping up Uh-oh. on us, uh, Tate. As a matter of fact, Hard Knocks started tonight. We're taping this on a Tuesday night, and uh, what better time to go over the first coach to be fired odds <laughs> than uh, right now? And they have all 32 listed. You can go on Bovada, you can go on Sportsbook.ag. Who's leading the field? Hugh Jackson, of course. Plus three fifty, um, you know, one in thirty-one in the last thirty-two games. He should be minus a thousand, right? Why should this guy be plus three fifty um, to be the first fired? Well, because the Browns are incompetent, I guess. Uh, he's none of the last three teams that have done hard knocks have improved. Uh, the Texans, the Rams, Bucks all went down in a in a record the. the following year i guess you can't not improve on zero wins but hugh jackson leads the field at plus 350 no coach fire by start of week 17 is four to one and then you got Dirk cutter five to one adam Gase 750 gruden jay gruden 10 to one marvin lewis 10 to one vance joseph 10 to one bowls 15 to one and so on and so forth um harry you have a big opinions on this who do you like to be fired first
4: you know what? I'm going to go with Todd Bowles of the Jets at 15 to 1. Mm-hmm. But, uh, first off, the Jets have not made the playoffs since 2010. Uh, New York fans are frustrated, as, in, as is Bowles, as that as the Jets are coming off back to back 5 and 11 seasons and back to back last place finishes in, in the East. Uh, the Jets also finished poorly at the end of last season, showing nothing, going 1 and 6 in their last seven. Uh, Bowles is a defensive guy. Who has to have his career hang in the balance with a thirty nine year old quarterback and or a rookie quarterback who you all know I feel will be a big time bust in Sam Darnold. Uh, and looking at the schedule, it could go south for the Jets real quick. They start the first the first three games of the season, they get Detroit, Miami, and Cleveland. So mm-hmm. if they don't do anything in those games, if they're one and two or 0 and three right off the bat, it could be over for the Jets and the bowl on bowls right off the bat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it depends on how he handles uh, Sam Darnold. If he doesn't start him, he almost buys himself a little time, right? Like if he doesn't put him into, like, maybe, game four. Maybe,
4: but those three games, you better you better better not go, uh, I mean, even one and two against those three teams. It, it, and then it gets tough after that for them. So if they go one and four, two and six,
0: you know. Well, the, uh, three out of first four on the road. Yeah, the Jags are the, the fourth yeah. game at, at Jacksonville. So, yeah, that, Jags, that's where right. it gets tough. All right, uh, Parley Kidd. You like bowls or somebody else? You get canned first. No,
2: listen. I think that's a, a solid choice by Harry. And I, so I'm going to go with the long shot here, thirty to one long shot, with John Harbaugh. Ah. So I'm a big fan of him. I think he's a terrific coach. Uh, there, were to- there was already talk at the end of last season of getting rid of him uh, with the Ravens owner. Uh, I think with this Lamar Jackson ready to maybe take over for Flacco. I could just think this organization might be ready to go in a different direction. Harbaugh is a grinder. This is a guy that expects his guys to put out and perform every single day, every single minute of practice. Sometimes those guys, after a while, their message is not getting through. He might be at that point with the Ravens. They've kind of grown stale. It might be time for a change. I think at 30-1, to 1, they get up to a little bit of a slow start. Maybe he's gone. Lamar Jackson's the quarterback, and uh, they're rolling from there. So thirty to one, I think that's not a bad, uh, not a bad risk. That's pretty
0: good. The only thing I don't know is his relationship with Ozzie Newsome. Tate, you're an expert on this. This is Ozzie's last year. Last year, is this yep. is this what he want? Does he want to part ways with the Harbaugh? Should he just be like, I'll, I want to let someone else deal with
1: this? Yeah, it might be one of those things where he rides out his own regime. I right. mean, that's kind of what happened when he gave Flacco that deal, right? It seems like right. he's just going to kind of ride it out. He got his one Super Bowl, so.
0: But thirty to one is is not bad for yeah. uh, for a guy who. Yeah, I, I'm looking at their schedule. There. And like he's going to
1: get another job. You know, the the Ravens won't be his last oh, stop. So well, it won't be yeah. a, will it be a I'd football take, job. I'd take oh. him on the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> tell Jason Garrett.
0: He'll get a job as a StubHub rep, I think. That's probably what we're looking at. Yeah, four out of four out of the first six on the uh, on the road for uh, the Ravens. Tough. They always seem to have yeah. a tough schedule. All right, brother Bry, who's your uh who's your lucky coach?
3: All right. Let me say I, I hate Harry's pick, Todd Bowles. I just feel like with the rookie quarterback, he definitely has some yeah. time, like you said. Hmm. I think even if they start even if he starts Darnold, there's no way ownership wants like Darnold to have a new coach three or four or five weeks in. So mm-hmm. I think Arnold and God's gift to quarterback according to <laughs> everybody in college when he was in his last year. He you needs know? a little time. It's a, it's a terrible pick. You don't, you don't need to justify it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, I, uh, but I, I love Dirk Cutter plus 500. Look, Tampa is a big of a mess, I think, as any team in the NFL. He was brought in to develop once then. That hasn't happened. They were 5-11 and last year after there was high expectations for him. They won't have Winston for the first three games, and they face the Saints, Eagles, Steelers. That's 0-3. If they don't win at the Bears week four, I don't know when they're going to win. I guess they'll, I guess you could say they're definitely going to win week seven against the Browns. But I'll tell you, if they lose to the Browns, he's gone after week seven. Yeah. And then if you look at the last nine games of the season, it's an impossible schedule. I don't see them winning more than three or four games. So I think at some point in time, when they lose to a bad team during the year, he's going to be fired pretty quickly.
0: I'm, I'm with you, bry I have I have Dirk Cutter at five to one, and it's the same reasoning. And the bye week, I look at the bye weeks. I think this is special because they have a bye yeah. week after week four, and I think that's zero and three. Those first three, you talk with with no Winston. It's uh, at New Orleans, Philly, and Pitt, and then yeah, at Chicago. If they lose that game and zero and four going into the bye week, it's tough not to fire that guy. And here's here's how I make my bets for now on. I uh, Google Dirk Cutter hot seat. And it's 60,000, 60,100 results. That's a lot of results on Google. And that, that's pretty much how I'm going to bet the whole year. I'm going to go through Google uh, search engine and see which way they lead me. All right. So, Brian, I like Dirk Cutter. Uh, uh, Harry likes oh, Todd Bowles, 15 to one. And the Parlay kid likes John Harbaugh, taking a shot at 30 to one. Tate. Which way are you going with this? I mean, this is ridiculous. If Hugh Jackson's at plus three fifty, come on already. I, th-
1: I think Hugh's safe just because of uh, oh, the HBO viewership. You know, he'll he'll fall in favor with a lot of people. Uh, he's got a little bit of a, a, a sad story with his family. You know, that a lot of people yeah. are jumping on now. So may- maybe that'll save him a little bit. Uh, I think Anthony Lynn is the guy plus four thousand that I would I would keep wow. my eye on just because. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just depends if the Chargers really want to make a change. But if they do, I could see Anthony Lynn being the guy they, they blame because he had a lot of time management problems. I know Andy Reid's a guy we made fun of. But last year they had four or five games they could have won if he handled it better down the stretch. So if, it, if they start out slow, I could see maybe the Chargers making a change.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I hadn't looked at him.
1: Kate, I love that one as a sleeper. I have that one
0: highlighted. 40-1. to one. And now there's no coach being – for that's impossible, right? No coach uh, at 4-1? to one? That
1: can't happen. Yeah, that that's terrible.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't touch that. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that. And uh, Parley kid. Just you know, we could just hope hope against hope that Jason Garrett at twenty to one. Just just let it fly. Oh. He doesn't have to be first, but let him go at some point. Um, oh, by the way, out. you could take uh, any of these long shots, and it wouldn't be a bad bad pick because in this day and day and age, teams and players and people and all kinds of personalities are digging up old tweets. And if you find freaking Doug Marone, who shouldn't be fired, took his, his team to uh the AFC championship last year. I'm using him, I have no idea. I haven't seen any of his tweets. If he did something stupid eight years ago, he may have to step down. Take Doug Marone at fifty to one. Take Bill Belichick at seventy to five to one. That guy's up to no good all the time. He may have to be fired for something <laughs> other than uh something performance based. <laughs>
1: What uh Sal is it yeah. what happens if someone leaves their job during the season
0: I think it says fire it's It fired. has to be fired cuz cuz
1: there's a there was a big rumor that if Urban Meyer were to leave Ohio State Mike, v- Mike Vrabel who is the coach of the Titans may be really? not early on huh? Yeah that they may go after so I I mean I That's don't foresee crazy. him leaving the Titans to go back to Ohio State but I know he loves Columbus right. so
0: Well I have to read Vrabel's tweets but I don't I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe you're right about that Back All from right. those
1: Patriots days for sure
0: But listen the main thing is guys we're freaking talking football isn't that exciting we're there.
1: Oh, awesome. August 7th. Awesome.
0: All right. And now let's talk my booking. Hey, you think you know who's going to win the game tonight? I obviously don't. Did you just listen to this podcast? Uh, Lay down some money and get in on the action at the safest online sportsbook in the world. MyBookie.ag offers all kinds of different wagers on Major League Baseball, as well as every type of sport and league in the world. And when you win, you get lightning fast payouts and you can even create your own player prop wagers using their prop machine. So go check them out now. Use promo code SAL and you'll get up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. If you want to experience Las Vegas-style sportsbook gambling, mybookie.ag is the only place to check out. They even have casino games like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Not to mention, you can play all of their games on your cell phone, iPad, or tablet computer. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Visit Las Vegas from your couch and try them out today. And go to mybookie.ag and sign up with the promo code SAL, S-A-L, to ensure that you're eligible for all their future promotions and bonuses. Once again, that's mybookie.ag, promo code S-A-L. All right, we're back against all odds. Um, And, you know, we're back to reality. Let's take a look at Major League Baseball futures. Now, we bet these in the beginning of the year. We're going to check up on them. I don't think we're doing so well. I don't think we're doing so hot here. Brother Bry, uh, I know one of yours was, uh, we all had a Otani, except for Harry. He didn't jump in on any of ours, and, and probably for the best. Uh, we had Otani under anywhere from 10 and a half to 11 wins, right? We got very yeah. lucky on that. We don't like to see anyone get hurt, uh, but it, whatever. It's kind of worked out for him because he's batting, he's hitting home runs. This, this week he did. Uh, but he ain't going to get any more wins. or He's not going to get 11, that's for sure. Uh, Brother Bry, J.D. Martinez under, what, 39 home runs?
3: 39 and a half. He's at 33, so he needs to hit. I, for me to win that, he's got to hit less than seven homers over the next 49 games. So that's a loss. Ugh. That's a loss. But I, but I did – I also had the Brewers over 83 and a half wins. Yeah. They're about to be 66 and 50, so – they're only going to need to win, like, 18 of the last 46
0: games. That's so. yeah, a winner. Yeah, I think, that, uh, so, I, think I saw yeah, 19 so and two 28. two
3: of three. Two of three,
0: I'll take it. All right, good, good. Two of three is nice. All right, Harry, I don't know what you did. You had Robbie Ray to win everything. And uh, this guy <laughs> is, like, three and two with a, almost a five well, God, ERA. I, I, Go ahead.
4: I am man enough to admit I was dead wrong. Dead wrong on Robbie Ray this year. Yeah. I mean, granted, he was injured, but he does only have three wins, and he's giving up practically a hit and in inning. But if there is a bright side, his ERA is still more than a half a run lower than reliever, ex-starter, Sonny Gray. Right, Parley Kid? <laughs> that's,
2: that's right.
0: Parley kid had Sonny Gray.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's why Harry's digging
0: that. No, right. Although, Sal
2: for, for me to win my Sonny Bay gray, uh, gray bet, yeah. he needs three more wins. Right. I, I don't know if he's going to get it. He's in the bullpen now, but three wins. And he he has his eleven his wins and he's
4: run, his run support
2: must be eight. Great on the <laughs> game. Harry's look. Yeah, look, I can't defend the wins, guy. His run support must be eight too. He's been he's been terrible. Harry, I'll say
0: this: I I looked up Robbie Ray, and the best thing I found out about him that was written about him in the last two weeks is that his errant warm up pitch that hit a kid in the head uh, uh proved to be uh, it's it's not an issue. The kid is okay. That's the best thing I, I read. <laughs> He had a bad uh-huh. warm up pitch and he apologized and everything else. But the kid the kid's gonna be okay. It's actually probably the best stuff he's thrown in the last couple of weeks. But and that was it though, That's Harry. That was bad. really like the only thing you did uh uh futures for us, right?
4: All in on the, all in on Robbie Wright. Yeah. No You're year. too
0: focused on WNBA. I, I understand your priorities. All right. Parley kid. <laughs> now let me say this. Not not uh you have Severino to win the Cy Young. I think uh he yeah, lost. Yeah,
2: that that, that that really Wow, that went up in flames. First
0: game of that Royals doublehead. Actually, that was like probably his third bad game in a row, right? Yeah. 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 And we all have the Braves, Pirates. Ma- we have like a, an A-team parlay for teams to not make the playoffs. And like three of those <laughs> eight teams are the Braves, the Pirates, and the Mariners. The uh, I'm sorry, and the A's, right? No, the A's, Bra- not Braves, the Pir- Right, Braves, Pirates, and A's. The A's are two games up on the Mariners for that second slot, yeah. and they look like they're just going to run away with it. Atlanta's one and a half out of the uh, NL East lead, two out of the wild card lead, and the Pirates are only five out of the wild card. So yeah. we could say goodbye to that you know, bet, right?
2: Well, Sal, don't – no, don't say goodbye to it yet. Huh? I think the Pirates, Sal, you, you, that's, uh, let's say they're done, Sal. They're actually in fourth place in that their own division right now. Right. Um, the Cardinals have – Pass the pie. I, I think they're done. I really do. I know they picked up Archer. That's going to help. Uh, but I'm going to say they're done. The Braves, Sal, big game tonight. Uh, if They lose this, uh, uh, the back end of this doubleheader and get swept by the Nationals. Nationals are only going to be two behind them. For the Braves to make the playoffs, they have to win the division. I don't think they're going to get a wild card because mm-hmm. I think the wild card's coming from the Central and from the West, but probably the Dodgers uh, I think finishing in that wild card. So I think I think we still have a chance on this, but it's the A's really here that you have to worry about. Obviously, two games ahead of the Mariners. Do the, they play uh, them this week? You know, they throw they they a them lot of head-to-head week. matchups. Right. Okay. I don't think either team is very good, Sal. I mean, yeah. On paper. Yeah. It's re- if you really look at their, their, those teams, you were certainly not blown away by either of those teams. Right. Either of them. The A's could go. The A's could have a seven-game losing streak at any time.
5: All right.
2: Darren, just letting you know, A's are 34 and 10. I, I know, they've been, I know, but Harry, look, you, Harry, name really? three guys in their lineup. I, I know what I'm saying, but 30, thank 10. you, right. Well, Nobody just, does right, right. Yeah, but the
0: last two weeks, it hasn't been that great. I mean, what, what, they're probably like, I don't know, eight and six or something the last two weeks, right? I no, wrong? right, but or, they got swept
2: listen.
4: by Colorado, but they've won like six straight, from, uh, they've won six straight after that. Uh, Harry, why, just, why
0: does I, Harry I, have to ruin everything? He really does. We, we, <laughs> we, need, we need this to, we need this parlor to win. All right, we're gonna have to come up with something else. Here's what I did. I had Otani. I had the. Uh, I had this parlay that I think is gonna lose. Parlay kid's a little more, uh, uh, you know, uh, supportive. He thinks think maybe, maybe, maybe we'll go down. We'll see. I had no one to hit over 50 home runs. Do I win that? J.D. Martinez hmm. and Jose Ramirez, who the parlay kid liked, have 33. Yeah, you'll win that. That's close, you got right? It. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, All
3: yeah, right. they're 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 on So like 46, 47. Those guys are slowing. Those two are slowing down a little bit, too.
0: Okay. Here's something something else I did. I took some of the older players and went under their home run total. Now, I was uh, in trouble with Pujols. His over-under was 24.5. He has 17. He's kind of been stuck around there uh, for a little bit. Uh, I I I like my odds there. I have Jose Abreu under 30.5. He has 19 home runs. I have uh, Adrian Beltre under 19.5 home runs. That's a winner. He has five. And Chris Davis under 31, that whole team is garbage this year. He has 13, wow. so I'm actually Warner. potentially going to win. I don't know what could happen. It's going to be hilarious to see three of these four guys uh, pull it out. But uh, <laughs> but that that might be a way to do it. We talked about going. You know, we should think about this, guys, with the with the NFL futures. Some of maybe the older players going under their totals and rushing yards or whatever. Uh, only Frank Gore will probably screw us. But um, yeah. Maybe that's the way to go. Tate, do you care yep. about any of this baseball?
1: Uh, I've been going to a lot of baseball games, so I, I care a little bit. I just saw Kershaw the other night. That was exciting. Oh, but, all right. You know, I mean, it, it's really tough. This is about the time that I start turning and looking at the standings. It's like August, September, October. Three months.
0: I mean, anytime you have a ticket to an event and you could actually get in, you're, you must be happy, right? <laughs> yeah. Whether it's Kershaw it's or few concert. and far
1: between. Yeah. I don't get invited I mean, to much.
0: All right, good. All right, you know what? That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino, each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling make believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, you know, football, we're getting there. Already, some of these fans are starting to annoy me. And it got me thinking who is the most annoying fan base out there? There's so many Philadelphia, one to three odds. New England, even odds. Dallas, five to two odds. Or New York, four to one odds. You get the Yankees, I'm sorry, you get the. You get the Jets and the Giants at four to one parlay, kid. I think I know huh. what you're going to say. Which who's the most annoying? Uh, you fan know is. which
2: way I'm going, Sal. So, as a Cowboy fan yeah. who lived in New York, mm-hmm. you know who the most annoying fans in New York are. You, you know, right? It's the Giants. <laughs> it.
0: I would say the, the
2: Giants fans. No, I know. The Giants. Sal, listen. And we we got Harry chiming in here. So Harry's one of these giant fans. Kind of. Fan, yeah. These fans are constantly turning on Manning. Harry himself campaigned for years mm-hmm. for Ryan Nassib to start over him. Right. right. Every we all know that here. Mm-hmm. Plus he a the insistence. Plus, plus <laughs> the insistence on them being called the New York Giants. So this is a team. Yeah. That resides in New Jersey. Their headquarters in New Jersey. Almost all their players live in New Jersey, and they're mm-hmm. still walking around being called the New York Giants. That is completely annoying. Take the, take the New Jersey Giant fans out.
0: You know, I, I, I hadn't thought about this when I made my pick, but you could throw the Buffalo Bills in there now. Of course, they haven't had success. They made the playoffs last year. But the Buffalo Bills, Harry, we went to school upstate with Buffalo Bills fans uh in the heyday when they won the AFC championship 56 yeah. 10
5: every year. Bad, Sal.
0: They were bad that was too. Brutal. So obviously it's been a while for them except for last year but all right I'm going to throw Buffalo in there in New York and uh all of a sudden those odds go down a little bit. Uh brother Bry, who's the most annoying fan base?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles. I mean, you probably have some Eagle friends though, but I yeah. don't know if the three of us have any friends who are Eagle Eagle mm-hmm. fans. I mean, I I know I don't. But like many would say, like they're the worst fans. Yeah, but not the most annoying. But to me, they're annoying because they just think it's okay to act a certain way. You know, right? You can't pelt Santa Claus with snowballs. You can't right. cheer injuries. Like I, I actually think it's fun when, when guys say how great their teams are and they, they banter back and forth. I I think that's great. I I don't get annoyed by that. I think that makes it fun. But mm-hmm. the, like I said, I think the Eagles fans to me take it to a whole new. Whole other direction, and, and that just that annoys me more than I
0: think. Absolutely, Tate. There's at the ringer here. There's a, a bunch of uh, high-level employees that are Eagles fans, or you know, they uh, they came out as Eagle fans, mm-hmm. or right mm-hmm. when the Lombardi Trophy was lifted at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of disgusting, right?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, all I know is I love Doug Peterson. I, I think he did a great job last year. <laughs>
0: Uh, what's the opposite of a gag order? (laughs) Tate is contracted to say that for uh, at least the next five years, things like that. No, but my cousin Jimmy was doing uh, Fox picks for uh, for Fox, actually. He was doing uh, NFL game picks for Fox. Um, We went, and I told him to take Tampa Bay over Philly in the uh, NFC Championship game. That's a year Tampa made the Super Bowl against the Raiders, actually leading up to the first year of uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live and it was in Philadelphia, and for some reason, they ran the Fox feed on the big board um, during the pregame, and we were in the stadium, and there's Jimmy picking the frickin' Buccaneers in front of the Eagles crowd, and people, and I, I honestly, I've never been more nervous at a sporting event uh, to get out of there, and we actually had to leave. Tampa Bay won the game, and Philly just, they hate the other, they hate their team more than the other team, I think, to start, but they they hate the other team enough too, and it's uh it gets dangerous. So Philly's a good choice there. All right, Harry, I'll uh I'll listen to you. Uh, actually, I'm gonna take my headphones off as you tell me your most annoying NFL fan base.
4: Well, look, it, it's it's early it's early August, so I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna take the Cowboys.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, the Cowboy fans being most annoying, but they're so fair weather too. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so annoying. I look, I looked up some stuff here. Ex NFL player D'Angelo Williams has been on record saying that the Dallas Cowboy fans are super annoying. And I've been to AT&T a few times and it's so not loud there. There's so many fans are not even watching the game. They're not in their seats. They're not paying attention to what's going on. And uh, like they're in the gift shop. I, I, I I was at a Patriots game like three years ago, and the game was such a burial. The Patriots were killing the Cowboys, so it wasn't even fun to be at anymore. So I'm just looking around the stadium. By the way, they have the most beautiful stadium in sports, and no one is even paying attention to watching the team. And the fans are just in the gift shop. Like, you can't even walk. The game's going on. You can't even. They're not even paying attention. They're they're buying stuff. They're buying Tony Romo t-shirts. They're buying uh, Troy Boy Aikman t-shirts when – they're not even watching the game. Just Harry, annoying. that's that's so what annoying.
0: stimulates the economy. What do you, They buy things. Yeah, Cowboys fans buy things. Oh, by the right. way,
4: well, one yeah. other thing. By, I guess so, maybe, but still, it's ridiculous and annoying. But Darren, if you want to rip the Giants for being in New Jersey, it shouldn't be. Just remember, it shouldn't be the Dallas Cowboys. It should be. If you want to call them what they are, they should be the Arlington uh, Cowboys. Yeah,
0: right. that's right. There. That'd be fine with check. me. That's right there. Keep that in that's check. Right there. You you uh, you always told me that there's more Patriot fans at this game. You're crazy. Harry takes a, a six-second video and sends it to me. He's like, no. "Look, more Patriots fans." He shows there's eight feet of an escalator. They were
2: chanting Brady's name in your house,
0: in my house. Well,
2: yeah, in the Cowboys' house. Brady's from so Atlanta. Why are the Cowboy fans the most annoying then?
0: Yeah,
4: because they don't even pay attention. They're, they're annoying. They're, they're, they don't even. They're not even real fans.
0: They're not paying attention. All right. Well, listen. It's never loud. cheering Brady's name that there's a case to be made for all these cities cheering Brady's name anywhere makes new England number one on my list at even odds. They're never happy. The Patriots fans, they cheat. They think it's adorable when they get caught cheating. I'm I'm lumping. (laughs) Unfortunately, the red Sox fans in there in in there with this, uh, the Patriots. I'm sorry. I, I just have too many Patriot fan friends that are unbearable. Tate, do you agree with me, or is it Philly? It's so it's such a tough call, isn't
1: it? The uh, Bill Simmons is telling me I have to edit everything out that you just said, <laughs> but uh, it, otherwise, otherwise, I 100% agree. I think, I think it's care. it's definitely it's definitely New England. You I think it, it, just because they win and they have Tom Brady, it's it's too easy right now to hate the Patriots. I know,
0: but if there was no Bill Simmons, I might say New York. <laughs> I, might, I might actually say New York. No it's Simmons and Hench and all these guys. I don't know how I locked up with them, but. God, these Patriot fans. Unbelievable. All right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's dip into the mailbag here. And I apologize because it's been a long time since we've uh, uh, gone over one of these. And we will get to all of your mail, I promise. No, it's not going to happen. But I do want to read this. Uh, This was written to us a month ago. I'm uh, just getting to it now. It says, Dear Sal, I've listened to all the AAO podcasts, and I'd like to think this is a first. Well, it's likely not a first, but I don't think this is feat has been announced on this podcast. I had my second kid, a son, on Titus, Mark Titus's birthday, two weeks ago. That was June 25th at the time. We were sitting in the hospital for about 48 hours with no name, and our family members were giving us a hard time. We were looking for a D name since our first name started with ABC, and then it came to me while listening to Bill's takeover that the name Darren was perfect. So we named our kid after the Parley Kid. Even though he's 17 days old now, he doesn't know what's going on. I'd like to nominate him for the Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame so he has something to grow into. P.S. I went and edited Wikipedia to add Mark Titus as a notable 625 birthday. Should be visible today, and I have high hopes they'll leave it up. Thanks. Name withheld, but it's Brad. All right, Parley Kid. Oh. That's pretty good. Wow. a well, D. thank
2: God it wasn't... Uh kid number 8 right harry <laughs> that wouldn't have been good
0: no that's right <laughs> harry hey, i'm actually Derek, a little a- i'm a little surprised it wasn't harry i would have said if they were going to name him after any of us uh we would have first heard about harry i would say that would be minus 400 just cuz i i think would people would feel bad for harry but but no <laughs>
4: Harry's getting very popular these days,
2: I read.
0: All right. You read that? <laughs> he wrote read, it down. I read, I read, read
2: that. It. Hey, Darren, Darren's a very strong name. Darren McGavin. Yeah. Uh, Darren from Bewitched. Yeah. Darren the Parley Kid.
0: Yeah. They should have just I mean, gone I mean, Parley Kid, though. A few
2: notables.
0: Yeah. Should have just gone Darren
2: Erstead.
0: <laughs> wow. There you go. The hits keep wow. coming. That's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it's got a great meaning. In the Gaelic sense... Uh-huh. It means oak tree. The oak tree was a, uh, oh. a a powerful symbol to the Celtic people, Sal. So um, good All for right. them. That's a, it's a good, strong name. All Very right. good, strong name. Semi, kind of unique. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for them. And listen, Brad, he, he can direct message me on Twitter, Sal, mm-hmm. at the Chalk Talker. I'd love to send that little guy a gift.
0: Ah, oh, don't get crazy. Yeah, you gonna send him a gift? Oh,
2: I would. I would send that little kid a gift. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm humble. Very humble.
0: Oh, uh, this is nice. This is a nice moment, Tate. What yeah, do you think?
2: I'm enjoying this. <laughs> parley Kid Junior.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they should have just gone Parley Kid. I don't know why they went there. It was a waste there. No, that's good. All right. Yeah, please keep naming your kids after us. It'll, it will only pay uh, dividends. And Harry's very jealous right now. He's playing it off like uh, this is okay, but believe me, he's hurting on the inside. All right.
1: At least the baby looks like Harry.
0: Yeah, he probably he'll look like Harry. For a while. <laughs> Let's uh yeah, uh, email us. Cousin Sal And, by the, by the way the kid is in the degenerate gamble hall of fame because that that's that's a gamble in itself being named after one of us. So, right in there. Congratulations Love Brad. It. Congratulations uh baby Darren. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. That's where you can mail us. All right, best bets. Um Shit, should we do this or do we just wait till football starts? Do we do we need the extra reps? What do you guys I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you guys. What do you want? You wanna give out a best bet? Yeah, let's do it. All right let's do it. Let's I do mean, it. I need someone. Brother we got a Brian. golf
2: thing coming up this week. All let's right. just do
0: it. All right, we got golf. Probably no MMA. I didn't see anything exciting MMA, but brother Bry, give us your best bet of the week.
2: All right. So I debated
3: debated between Fleetwood and Final, but after last week, the way Fleetwood finished. I'm going Tony fee now plus plus one twenty five, top 20 at the PGA championship. Look, he's playing fantastic. He always seems to be at the top of the leaderboard on Sundays. He finished 10th at the masters fifth at the U S open nine at ninth at the British open. And then he also finished 10th at Bridgestone this past week. So he's been very solid, very consistent. I think he's been, I think he's finished 12 of his last 18 tournaments in the top 30 seems to be everybody's sleeper pick at the moment. I mean, I'm hearing, you know, his, his game, you know, plays well for this type of course. So mm-hmm. I like the plus 125 here. I think that's a uh, good odds.
0: All right, good. I, you know, I like the top 20 bet anyway in general. I, I might steer uh, towards that Fun. and away from the cut parlays because I just get I just get busted up by these, uh, these guys not making the cut, and it's always very early, and I need them to uh, shoot like minus four over the last nine holes in the rain, and it just never happens. Uh, but the top 20 is good because you can get good value A lot of these guys are parlay kid. You like a top 20 guy.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to stick with that too. I'm taking Patrick Cantley Mm style at plus 180 to finish in the top 20. So the the good thing about betting is here is like you guys a little bit more, uh, into the golf than I am, but this really does keep my interest. And really I'm learning more and more about golf every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have house coming up and he's great too. Yeah. So, uh, can't wait to, to hear what he has to say. Um, uh, Can'tley said he's among the best on, on T to green, 19th in distance on all drives. Uh, last week at that Firestone, he was second in proximity and route to a sixth place finish. He's been top 15 in four out of his last five starts, placed in the top 15. Hmm. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and you know what? he's not getting a lot of love for for his Ryder Cup team right now, but I think uh, some strong play this week. Can really boost him in that matter, too. So, I think this he's got something riding on this. So, Patrick Cantlay, plus 180, top 20.
0: All right. Harry, you going a to top 20 guy, or is it—is it the I'm links? Like, Which kind of no, links I'm gonna, is yeah,
2: it? I'm
4: going to go top 20 guy, too. I'm going to take Jason Day at minus 150 for the top mm-hmm. top 20. Uh, five of his last seven tourneys, he's finished in the top 20. He's got two wins this season. And he really likes the PGA uh, Championship. In, t- in 2013, he finished eighth. In 14, 15, and 15, he won it. And in 16, he came in second. And last year, finished ninth at Quail Hollow. So I'm going to take Jason Day, top 20, minus 150. That's my best bet.
0: All right. All right, I'm going to stay away from the top 20 for my best bet because I need a little mojo. I need a little spirit. I needed a little American spirit. I, I talk so poorly, of, uh, speak so poorly of the Yankees, but I'm going to bet on the Yankees. This weekend in golf, Americans at minus 140, an American will win the PGA championship. Just so many good names Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, uh, Speth, Tiger, Kepka, uh, Brother Bry, you mentioned Finau Kuchar, he's always up there, Patrick Reed, all these guys. Obviously, I like it. They've won five of the last six uh, majors. Um, as far as the PGA championship goes, three of the last five winners have been American. Four of the last five runner-ups have been American. They do it. I'm going USA this week, minus 140. It's a nice thing to root for. Um, the last time in Belle Reve, 1992, Nick Price won. Harry, where's Nick Price from? Zimbabwe. You got it. You got it. All right. That doesn't help my cause. You like that,
3: Brian? You like that? that? Very, very impressive. We did not. Much better than geography.
0: That's right. We Don't ask him what continent that's in, but yeah. I like that. all right, Harry, Zimbabwe, <laughs> a player from Zimbabwe will not win the 2018 PGA championship. I think I can get that for a uh, minus 900,000. but for them in the meantime, <laughs> Americans to win an American, not all Americans, but an American will win the PGA championship at minus 140. And I'll say something else, Brother Bry or anybody, jump in. Justin Thomas, I'm gonna go over this with House. the guy is is on fire and to make the top 20. What is he? Only minus 180? That's pretty yeah, damn good. One, Won this thing last year. Yeah. Th- what? Well, this might just be his time of the year, like first, second week in August, right?
3: Mm. Yeah, he always seems to play well here. Yeah, I do love, I do like the minus 180. I think I'm gonna play. Yeah, I'm gonna play him, Fleetwood, B now. I'm gonna do a lot of those top 20s. Yeah, I may, maybe I'll jump on Harry's day. I, I actually like the reasoning behind it. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you take 40 or 50 guys in the top 20, you're gonna do pretty <laughs> well. I think. I think that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear, uh, where can we catch up with you guys? Parlay Kid, you're running uh, 17 camps this summer. That's winding down?
2: That's right. At the Chalk Talker, yeah, things are winding down, so at the Chalk Talker, though.
0: All right, and Brother Bry, where can people find I'm you? I'm
2: at the Brother Bry. I can't wait for football to be back. Maybe I'll uh,
3: start writing some things on Twitter. Yes. Oh, I'll
0: yeah, start writing some things on Twitter. By the way, we have a fantasy <laughs> draft. Um, what did we say, August 26th? It's in a couple weeks. Uh, but we have to declare keepers. The way we do it, I think we talked about this on one of the pods in, uh, in Dallas. Or um, The way we do it is if you had a player draft in the eighth round, you lose a fourth-round pick this year if you want to retain them. Brother Brian, you have two guys close. You'll have to give up, what, a fifth round or a fourth round? Yeah, so I can either give
3: up a fourth rounder for Thielen, which I, that's what I'm going to do, or I can give up a fifth rounder for uh, Henry. Well, but, why don't you uh, let, why don't you let
0: uh, people on Twitter decide for you? Do you have a f-
3: uh, oh, should I? Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I can do
0: that. I think you have to give up like the 37th pick for Thielen and what? the Or the 40? 40,
3: yeah, 40. 40
0: what, what would that be? I don't know. The 44th, 44th pick? I don't whatever. Know, for uh, Derek Henry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So reach yeah. out to our brother, Bry and tell right, him which cool. way to go. I think I might go, uh, I know it's not a great, great value, but I might go Dalvin Cook. I might give up the 15th pick. They get Dalvin Cook. I go sixth in our snake draft, and I think my, I might go receiver first. Tate, you like Dalvin Cook this year? I, no? do. I do. I think
1: he's sort of forgotten about. When, they, when we talk about the, the the sophomore running backs that are coming back, yeah. I think he's the guy to watch out for.
0: Obviously, you have the big injuries coming back from uh, probably sit out a little bit of the preseason, but I think I might protect him in the second round. Not great value, but i just like to know that he's there. Harry, what about you? I, I saw a video today of you trying to swallow lemon ice <laughs> un- unsuccessfully. What was that about?
4: Uh, that was at, uh, we were at, um, place place, uh, downtown, uh,
0: you can plug my boss
4: it. Ken had some, uh, my, my, my boss Ken had some, uh, things he had to take care of, so we were down there, so we decided <laughs> to stop in and see Chris and, uh, have lunch down there, so, uh, couldn't stop, uh, didn't, didn't hold back from eating, uh, today, let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, where were you, at Pawnee? At so Food. Were- uh, Pana, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All uh, right. So uh, n- never a good thing when he says, my boss can't some things he had to take care of. <laughs> and,
3: yeah. and, he's, and, he's wi- and he's whispering.
0: Yeah, and you're whispering. <laughs> and you're, 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 you're... I,
3: I actually was whispering, you're right.
0: You yeah. know what, maybe you shouldn't have mentioned the restaurant. Who the hell knows what went down there. All right, well, that's good. Oh, boy. Harry, where um, where are you on Twitter? i
4: am aao uh, a A-A-O Harry.
0: All right, A-A-O Harry. All right, fellas, uh, I'll see you next week. And... Yeah, we're getting there. What's next week? We do college stuff, or is that the week after? Ah, We'll figure it out. I
3: think we're doing it in two weeks. Right, 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 two
0: weeks. All right, but we'll be back with good stuff next week, and we'll be back in a minute with Joe House. This NFL season, be your GM. Be a winning GM. Turn the season into a fistful of epic wins by joining a Yahoo Fantasy Football League. Yahoo spent the offseason making serious upgrades to enhance your experience. Upgrades like easier scoring, new trophies, and a buttery smooth app experience. Mm-mm. So when you come to play fantasy football on Yahoo, the wins are as epic as the season is long. But to get in on the wins, you have to get in on the season. Yahoo Fantasy is also the only app where you can manage all of your season-long and daily fantasy teams in one place. Create or join a league now at yahoo.com/slash odds fantasy football. <laughs> all right, welcome back to Against All Odds. I always look forward to. Talking golf wagers with my next guest. You know him from his very popular podcast, Jack House and House of Carbs. Here he is, Mr. Jordan All-You-Could-Speeth, Mr. Justin Thomas's English Muffins, Mr. John Ramen Noodle, Mr. Bryson Deschamps Bolognese Sauce. It's Joe House in the house. What's happening, buddy? Oh, my God. What an incredible introduction. (laughs) I
6: never... I I I don't deserve it. I'm not now. You got my mind working. I mean, what is it? Uh, Phil. Uh, McDon- I, Mikkel, I don't know. I mean, I want to do. I, I want to keep
0: going. I don't want to stop. I, I I looked for Phil. I couldn't figure one out for Phil. I'm sorry. I went all Chris Berman on you just there. But yeah, yeah. No, we we should <laughs> fill me up. Fill me. I don't know. Gosh, darn it. I there want you them go. All. Fill my belly, Mickelson. Yeah. Uh listen, yeah, I feel belly. bad. Listen. I I feel worse than anybody. I didn't have you on for the British Open. we were in Dallas, we recorded these podcasts that had to run the next 2 weeks. One of them was British Open week. And what do you do? You go on Simmons and you pick the freaking winner. You got you got Francesco Molinari, but as far as I could tell in the 30 or so bets you made, none of them had Francesco Molinari on them.
6: Is that one right? Of my, one of my classic one of my classic oversights. I bet him to top ten, I, and and I had, you know, the, the, the problem because when you, when you have these multiple menus and all these venues that you have to get the picks out, and, you know, I went on, uh, I talked to Patrick Mayo, mutual Palavars of ours, mm-hmm. uh, and gave out a winner, and, and uh, you know, when you're doing all this media like me, it's hard to keep track of all, every everybody you're giving out and, and all the winners, and then, you know, next thing you know, there's an oversight, you give the winner out, you make the people all the money. But here I am, you know, all I got out of it was a top 10, you know, tickle.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you did all right that Sunday, but we're going to make money this week. That's all that matters. Um, tell us about Bell Reeve. Tell me now, I'm reading about uh, burnt greens, burnt putting greens. Uh, that's my, I think my favorite Catskills comedian. What do you know about Bell Reeve and the course itself?
6: Yeah, B- burnt putting greens also a great punk band from the from nineteen <laughs> <That's> eighties. <1980s>. <laughs> uh, the the uh, so it's a Reese Jones redesign, uh-huh. and uh, he and his father Robert Trent Jones have you know put a uh, an imprint on quite a number of major championship venues in these United States. Now, architecturally, uh-huh. my podcast co-host Jeff Shackelford doesn't see eye to eye with, with Reese in terms of his architectural philosophy, Mm. but all that stuff is over my head and irrelevant to you and I producing a little return on investment for our pals. The things that we need to know are what, what, what kind of traits, what kind of attributes are we looking for out of the, the professional golfers who are going to have the most success at this venue and what are the conditions on the ground? So, Mm -hmm. uh, Reese Jones himself calls his design at Bell Reeve a ball striker's paradise. Ooh. So, what does that mean? Apparently, it's supposed to mean it's the ball striking generally refers to the combination of driving well and hitting greens. Those two traits. So, if you drive the ball in play and you hit greens in regulation, that makes you a good ball striker. And if you're able to uh, do that at this venue. There is a, an anticipation of of some success. Okay. You mentioned the burnt greens. This this tournament is being competed in the in in Missouri in the middle of August. I don't have a good explanation for why. Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> why people thought that that competing in a in a, a venue where it's it's going to be hotter than Hades uh, and they have a hard time with the agronomy as it is because you know once you get on a sustained kind of heat run and and they've had. Uh, you know, uh, erratic rain and so forth. So they, they the, the greens uh, are not going to be in the kind of shape that the course, um, the, the the folks running the show would prefer, which is, you know, these very fast, uh, treacherous kind of, uh, you know, high-speed, high uh, slippery venue kind of greens. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, the, these greens in the condition that they're in are going to allow guys to fire right at the pin which means uh, there is a real risk of, of two things, one birdie fest, and yeah. two low scores. Mm. So I will tell you right out of the box. One of the very first things I did today, upon getting this information, I was pouring rain there today, also, which adds to the overall receptiveness and vulnerability of the venue mm. to to guys coming in and 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 dropping it like it's hot. Because right. Uh, I talked to my, my my co-host Jeff Shackelford on the show earlier today. He is there. It's pouring rain, and he is hearing. he's is expecting a birdie fest, and two two numbers that I looked up earlier today. Our good pal Jeff Sherman at the Westgate posted sixty three and a half as the low round score. I was looking for this and okay. two sixty seven. Yeah, are you. We'll, we'll validate this. Look, yeah. you, you get behind me on this. Make yeah. sure I'm I'm telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. But I believe I saw 63 and a half for the round, and I think I saw 267 and a half for the 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 four round total. Right. So, uh, it's a par 70. So if you think that somebody has in them a seven under round, that then that would mean you would want to rush right out and jump on the under 63 and a half Mm -hmm. i'm telling you based on what i'm hearing and observing and the the receptivity of these greens and so forth that indeed 63 Shackelford thinks maybe 62 or even 61 could be had out here right uh and then in terms of the the overall score for the four rounds 267 is 13 under if 13 you, under or better uh, yeah. wager on 13 under that's under 267 and a half that makes you a winner
0: cuz i like it i like it that the under what was it for the british open i think it bit you in the ass 64 63 and a half was it for the british it was, open it was
6: 63 and a half same number right and, Fallon, and you know what Fallon got justin rose went out and
0: shot six a oh, rose did yeah, right that's right. right rose is the one yeah yeah. Right, and then the last yeah. day, nobody had a shot. That was crazy, but all right. No, okay. no, no. Saturday was the day. So if conditions are ideal, and it looks like they might be for all intents and purposes, 63 and a half under, 267 and a, half, uh, 267 and a half under. Now, when I hear— Under, two. Right. Ball strikers, paradise. Uh, I first think of disgusting things I can't mention on this podcast, but then secondly, <laughs> I think of DJ, and yeah, this is a dumb thing to even discuss or bring up on my part. But Dustin Johnson, he's number one in the world. To say he's the best, I don't know how much time we should spend on it. But I was discussing this with James Baby Doll Dixon, who's a golf aficionado. And it just seems to me like when he is on, there's just no one better. And again, he's number one, so sure there's no one better. But just he he just he gets in that zone when he birdies five of the first six holes, you're like, holy shit, this guy could go 16 under for this round. Do you feel that way about DJ now? I, I do feel that way. And
6: the thing is he, he shot 10 under over the weekend at Firestone and Firestone mm-hmm. does have some attributes and traits. as a golf course in terms of like a big parkland style, uh, you know, ability to cut corners kind of venue. There right. are some similarities between Firestone and this Bell Reeve joint and uh, he shot even par. He was even going into Saturday, and then he shot ten under Saturday and Sunday, which suggests that he is in form yeah. after having blitzed the, the field in Canada a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really hard to stay away. And uh, you know, the only problem with DJ is you don't get any good return. You know, right. you, you, it's it's uh it's a kiss into your sister kind of wager. I think right now he's like eight and a half to one or so. It's down to um, eight. It's
0: down to but, eight to one, down to eight to one for DJ, which God. for golf stand, that's, that's uh if that's not Tiger Woods 20 years ago, that's, that's a low number for major, right?
6: That's exactly right. That's as low as it gets. Mm-hmm. uh, You know, for, for, for when you have a field like this, where you have 111 of the 113 best and all of the top 50 in the world are all competing in this event.
0: That that's, those right. odds are, are low. Um, I'm, I'm going to list off a uh, few of the other favorites. But before we leave Firestone, I, I like that tournament, house I think it's an underrated tournament. It's like 68 players, I believe. There's no cut. And because of that, there's always someone you like in the running. Like Fowler dropped out the last day, but it didn't matter. You had three top guys uh, going at it, uh, you know, about 2 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, right? Well, you we if you like that wait till
6: you see what happens this week because really? the, the field is bigger, but mm-hmm. you have even more of, of that same you know top 100 group uh, uh, available. And I think it's going to be another shootout among all great names. I mean, McElroy was on the leaderboard for a little bit. Jason Day was up there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brooks Koepka ended up fifth. I mean, this is the challenge with this event. There are five guys, and by the way, let me warn you right now, I, I like to do a six-way make-the-cut parlay, typically. Uh, this, I'm, I'm I'm blowing it out, because I can't, I can't handle it. The, there's going to be at least eight guys in this parlay. It may be a 10-man wow. make-the-cut parlay. <laughs> I honestly feel like it... I know it doesn't work, and I know the math doesn't work, and I know the golf nerds are going to kill me for this. I honestly think, like, 110 of the 140, 50 guys at this thing are going to make the cut. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I think everybody's going to come out and, and do great. Now, I know that's not the way it's going to go, yeah. but when you tell me, when you line up DJ, Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, who of those five guys am I going to leave out?
0: No, I know. Well, here, here, let me just say this, because I love the no-cut parlay more than um, at least two of my kids, but... I had Dustin Johnson as great as he's been playing British Open, and the frick, he ended up with a plus six. I think it was plus four or five going into Friday, and uh, and he and he did even worse. And th- now he's been he, he's kicking the crap out of the ball. But um, yeah, it's always well, someone stupid you have to that remember, screws it up. Go
6: ahead. Yeah, and that and that's right. And 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 almost uh, guarantee that once once we get this this lock of the century bet lined up, right. somebody's going to kick us in the nuts. Yeah. But uh, I I don't put anything into um, DJ at Carnoustie. I don't I don't use that as a knock against him. Okay, there was that British Open. The Open Championship is such a different kind of event, different kind of experience. It requires such a different skill set, such a different frame of mind. You're all, you're, you're, the time difference is is is, diff, is uh, material. Guys were showing up at the golf course with neck tape because everybody was sleeping on bad beds. Tiger had on neck tape. Justin mm-hmm. Thomas had on neck tape. I don't know what the hell's going on over right. there. All so right. I don't say anything. I, I don't look at that and say, oh, you know, uh, that's an indication of of risk for us. So it, it it was the right play to
0: to bet on DJ, and it's the right play to bet on DJ once again. Well, all right. Well, I'll get, I'm going to get to your picks in a second. Let me just read the top uh, seven, eight, nine golfers here according to Vegas. Dustin Johnson is the is the favorite to win this at eight to one. Rory McIlroy, thirteen to one. Justin Thomas just won last week and won this last year, right? Fifteen to one odds. Uh, Brooks Kepka, eighteen yep. to one. Jason Day, eighteen. Fowler, eighteen. Spieth, twenty-two to one. Justin Rose, twenty-two. Tiger, 25, and then you get Rom and Fleetwood, and those guys are around 28 or 30 to 1. Um, you want to give us – I forget how we do this. You give us a favorite, a mid-range long shot, and then a big long shot, or do we go the other way? We, we start with the big long shot. How do you want to do it?
6: Well, I, I, let, let's do it with, with, with the favorite uh, angle okay. first. And uh, two names I'm going to mention. Just because of their competency, their demonstrated – excellent performance at venues designed by this guy, Reese Jones. Mm-hmm. The two names that jump off the page, hat tip to our boy, Pat Mayo, mm-hmm. uh, did this research. So Reese Jones uh, has either designed or redesigned maybe like a, a dozen different um, big major venue kind of uh, ballparks. Other than Tiger, who dominated everybody uh, at every venue for a period of time, Two guys that have performed well at Reese Jones venues, whose names appear at more than one venue with some success, Rory McIlroy and Jason Day. Hmm. So both of those guys, I, I like the form that Rory is in. He feels like it feels very much like he has been nibbling on the edges. He appeared really out of nowhere at the British Open. You know, he he uh, eagled the 14th hole, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Hey, holy shit!" There's Roy McElroy, and he is uh you know, two strokes away from the leader right yeah. now. Um,
0: he's got he he's got to look at that FedEx Cup standing and see the top 10 and that he's not in there. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? this uh th- th- How did it, this fall apart I, all of a sudden? He's got to get it back, right? Yeah, I'm Roy freaking McElroy. right. yeah. <laughs> so he's 13 to and one. I, and
6: I also and so I, and I also like Jason Day.
0: Mm-hmm. Where, where was he at 18 to one? He's at 18 to 1. Yeah, he played well last He was within two strokes on Sunday and then, uh, then sort of lost it down the stretch, right?
6: Right. But also, uh, made the cut at the, at the British Open. Has won twice already this year at mm-hmm. two very tough venues at Torrey Pines, which happens to be one of the venues that it was a redesign by Reese Jones. Also won at Quail Hollow, which was the venue that, uh, uh, Justin Thomas, won the PGA Championship at last year. So Jason Day d- demonstrated toughness. He, Jason Day, for some reason, also loves the PGA Championship. He mm-hmm. performs quite well at it. over Since 2013, cuz, Jason Day is a combined 46 under par over the past five years. That's 12 strokes better than any other player wow. over that five-year period. And uh, he, at, at, at venues designed by Reese Jones, second at Boutersall, second at congressional. He wanted Tory Pines this year. Uh Jason Day is going to get a little love from me. Okay.
0: All right, I like that. I like so that. Jason
6: Jason Day and Rory at the, at the at the sort of top mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh of the list. And I'm not going to go too crazy on the favorites because you you feel like a chump putting a little bit down on those guys and then watching DJ come out and burn the whole thing right. down. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and we know he can do it. So, yeah. Uh I have a little a little angle for you, cuz I've I've talked, I mentioned it on the uh Simmons podcast, and I mentioned it again on the Shack House. There are a couple traits, a couple attributes common to all three of the major winners thus far this season, 2018 major winners. All three of the guys that have won this year wear Nike clothing. <laughs> all right. And all three of the guys play mixed bag equipment. So what that means is you know they might have uh, a driver from from one company, and irons from another company, and a putter from a third company, and a ball from a fourth company. Hmm. So right. I look for the, the, those guys in general, and I have some some names. Then I look, I started looking for some other trends. I want to cross reference that because that doesn't tell you anything. That's just a curiosity, right? That yeah. doesn't tell you anything about performance. But how about this? At this at this championship, ten. Of the uh uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry, seven of the past nine PGA Championship winners, first time major winners. Hmm. All right. In even in 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 a even bigger kind of context, ten of the past twelve majors have been won by a player who hadn't won a major before, and twenty three of the past twenty four major winners were ranked in the top 30 of the official World Golf Rankings, the O-W-G-R. Wow. So, I'm looking for for some guys. I'm looking for some guys that wear Nike clothes, (laughs) that play mixed equipment, that are in the top 30 and haven't won a major.
0: You have Shackelford, you, for you have names? Shackleford checking everyone's bag during the practice rounds to see if uh <laughs> if they have Callaway balls and uh and Nike Nike gloves. This is crazy.
6: All right. I I, sh- I- I should, put, I should put them on that validation yeah. experiment. There is you, you, You'd be shocked at how nerdy people get. People love the WITB. That's what's in the bag, cuz. That's I how they it. refer to it. I Golf it. WRX, WITB, what's in the bag, cuz? <laughs> everybody wants to know what's in the bag. So here, here are my guys that fit that criteria. Mm-hmm. And I like these, these guys at, at, at these various odds. So first of all, Tommy Fleetwood at 28 to 1. Do we have to talk about about the golfing Jesus any further? No. He's a demonstrated birdie machine. We've seen him uh, come damn near close to to stealing the U.S. Open. He had a fine performance at uh, um, the Open Championship. Um, Just fell off a little bit over the weekend, but was in the mix. Twenty-eight to one, Tommy Fleetwood. He's he's one of my guys. There, I'll
0: tell you what, uh, brother. bry no, bro, brother Bry had Tommy Fleetwood top ten. Uh, he was right there, eighteenth hole at Firestone or Bridgestone, whatever you want to call it. Double bogeys, uh, eighteen, and kicks him oh, out no. of the top ten. Yes, yeah, oh, no. devastating, devastating. But I like Fleetwood. We all
6: like I'm Fleetwood. So, I'm sorry for for brother Bry. All right, we'll get it back. Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. Tony Finau available at thirty-five to one. Has finished in the top ten of all three majors thus far this season. Wow, wow! He right. uh, he he is also available uh, in a top ten play at plus three fifty. Mm-hmm. I think for sure I'm going to do that one. But a little sprinkle on Tony Finau as well at thirty five to one. Now I have a couple guys a little bit sort of further off. Mm-hmm. Patrick Cantlay. Now he doesn't wear nike clothes uh actually you know what let me save patrick i'll do him last the third guy that fits this 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 nike narrative that i like kyle stanley Mm -hmm. the uh, he was the uh standalone second place finisher at firestone last week he is available to as a as a winner at this event this pga championship at bell Reef, 85 to 1 right now Mm. now uh in terms of his uh 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 capacity he is second on tour in the 2018 season in the ball striking category and i believe we started this out talking about the ball striking category we sure did as being important he's also fifth in greens in regulation which was an important uh trait going into firestone and why i had him on one of my fantasy teams and helped me uh you know pull out a pretty reasonable uh uh Placing in my fantasy content mm. co- competition, there. All right, all right. I like that. Eighty-five to one, Kyle Stanley. I also like him quite a bit at plus three hundred for a top twenty there. All right, I'm writing it all down. We got to win. We we need football money, right? I, we need football <laughs> money. Good God! One more guy that I'm going to give you that fits this Nike narrative. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give him out to win because he just, he just. Doesn't I don't know whether or not he has that that major medal, mm-hmm. but Paul Casey wow. has finished in the top twenty in twenty one of his past twenty five events going back to last season. That's something. That's pretty he, good. That's pretty good. I think that's right. He <laughs> is uh, uh, available right now at a top twenty pick at plus one eighty. So that's almost you know two to one. For Paul Casey in the top
0: 20. And for something he's, he's done stats, 84% he of the time. That's pretty good. I like yeah, that. There
6: we go. Total driving, which is accuracy and length. He's fifth. Strokes gained approach, which is around the green. How close do you get it? How successful are you from off? That's a, He's a, he's sixth in, uh, amongst all tour players. Ball striking 25th. Those are pretty good numbers. Paul Casey's going to get a little love from me. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. All right. So I had one, of one other here. guy,
6: Patrick good. Patrick Cantlay. He's available at 50 to 1 now. He's not a Nike guy. Mm-hmm. I just like his form. Four top 15 finishes in his last five starts. T12 at the British Open. T6 at Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. A very well-known ball striker. A guy who who I mentioned on the Sheck House very early in the season as a potential major winner. I like the, the, the narrative to close the loop on itself and give me a Patrick Cantley at 50-1. to 1.
0: That would be pretty good. Nice. Parley kid likes Cantley. Top 20. I didn't see the odds. He told me the odds. Now I can't remember. He just said it five minutes ago. <laughs> but all right. All right. He likes – okay. So Cantley, Casey, Stanley are your long shots. Long, long. Um, you like yeah. Finau and you like uh, – wait, who did I just say? Who did Fleetwood. I miss? Fleetwood, right. Okay. For the mid-range uh, plays and you like Jason Day and Rory McIlroy as your your favorite, somewhat top 10 favorite uh guys to win right yes exactly all right well let me ask you about a few others here um first Please of all do. Justin Thomas it seems too easy but i like these tough 20 I, I might stay away from the no cut uh, the cut parlays because i've just been burned too much before and it, it it's devastating i always seem to lose on the west coast by like uh 648 AM on a Friday. So, <laughs> so I need to be around longer, but I was thinking about taking three golfers to get in the top 20. Top 20, aside from head to head, is as head to head as it goes, I think, in terms of odds. You can get guys at top 20, you could get g- good guys. You get Justin Rose minus 125, Spieth minus 125, Fowler minus 155. Why not, House, take Justin Thomas? He's tearing through this, this uh, this tour at minus 180. He won last week, he won this thing last year, maybe the first week in August is when he heats up, and he'll just be in the top 20 no matter where you put him. Why not take him at minus 180 well, for top 20?
6: And that's the thing, right? We want we we're trying to set the bar at a reasonable level. Like you're not getting good return right. on Justin Thomas, although uh of all the golfers across the board in terms of the likelihood of of, of winning, he's won 8 times in the like the last eighteen months, and he's I think he's won eight times in his last forty-two events. Mm-hmm. So his winning percentage actually, out of all the guys, his winning percentage matches up with his uh, fifteen-to-one odds pretty nicely. Right, a decent uh, corresponding. You know, uh, uh, the, the math actually works for once. Well, if you say if, instance, he, if, he, if he's Justin eight, Thomas. if he's
0: eight for eighteen winning, he, well, he must be. Thirteen or fourteen for eighteen for top twenty, right? I mean it's gotta be right in there. Exactly, exactly. All right. I like Kepka also top twenty at minus one fifty five, but you know, you, you can't obviously it's the same thing. You can't have forty guys in the top twenty. How about this though? I mean uh, you can. Oh, you can. You could do that? <laughs> wire to wire. <laughs> Dustin Johnson wire to wire, a hundred to one. Maybe he just maybe he just wow. lights it up again. We would take a hundred to well, one. Right? I mean,
6: sure he he was he he was one Saturday putting performance away mm-hmm. uh really he he lost all his confidence at Shinnecock uh you know in the first couple of holes there yeah but um boy he he didn't come that he was not that far away from from wire to wire at the u s open right I and mean, that was when the realm
0: of possibility right. And was it? Wait, did you say one hundred to one? Was he wired a wire at Canadian? Which one did he win a couple weeks ago? Was it Canadian? I don't. I don't think
6: he was the leader uh, on Thursday. Maybe he, he wasn't. put the, okay. the foot down over the weekend.
0: Okay, right. Okay. Uh, but still, why not? Right. Hundred to one. Let's take a shot. Hundred to one. Let's take Come a on. chance at that. Alex Norin, you don't like him. Thirty-six year old, sweet, fifty to one, uh, top twenty-five U.S. Open. I think it was seventeenth British Open. Played well at Bridgestone last couple rounds. Not, not, now. you're not an Alex like Noren guy. You do? Okay. All right. I thought maybe I've I would
6: been be... an Alex Noren guy. I gave him out to win the British Open. Oh, right. That's he right. He was
0: in my, uh, I, was I bet them.
6: on him to win the British Open. I gave him out on the Pat, my, one of Pat Mayo's podcasts to win the British Open. Mm-hmm. A terrific Lynx golfer, uh, a guy who has a win under his belt. He definitely fits this metric of not having won a major and inside the top 30 of the official world golf rankings. I yeah. mean he he's very due. Right.
0: All I right. I love Alex Norris. All right. And then I'll give you one more and then I want you uh, to critique my best bet. Um Oh, are we leaving Bubba Watson for dead too soon at 65 to 1? I mean he was playing playing great in February. Is it just uh the wrong season for him?
6: No, he he played great the week after the US Open. He won up in uh in mm-hmm. Connecticut. So That's true. Yeah, Uh and this is a venue The problem with Bubba is, you know, he's a savant, uh, which is the most polite way I can put it. Yeah. Um, He sees things differently from the rest of us. Yeah. And he may arrive at this venue like all these guys, right? They've never seen it. They haven't played it. The last competitive golf play there was in 2008. So not very many of these guys... uh, have have uh, competed and definitely not in the condition that it's in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if he walks in and, 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 and falls in love with the place uh, and, 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 you know, this this narrative of, of uh, big hitters hitting the ball way down there and then taking the aim at, at pins, um, you know, that, that, that has the effect of minimizing uh, putting, any kind of putting uh, w- wiggly roo. Um, but there ain't no reason that Bubba can't do it. I like Bubba, right? Okay, it's just he he, he hits he hits eject very quickly. If he yeah. doesn't like something, if it if it rubs him the wrong way, you he's the guy at six forty eight in the morning on Friday when you wake up and look up like, oh, Bubba's out. That's my guy.
0: Yeah, I know. Do you start? He, uh, see he's the one that would do uh, that to on, you on the East Coast, everything starts at a normal hour, even if it's in Europe. When you do a no cut parlay, maybe have we done this uh, asked this before? Do you or a cut parlay, do you look bottom-up or do you look top-down, the leaderboard? I'm top-down. You're top-down, okay. Yeah, I, right. well,
6: I like the good news. Like, yes, there's one of my guys. Yes, there's one of my guys, and I just count them on down until right. I get to whatever my
0: number is. Well, you're, it's, it's definitely more exciting that way. That's, def, that's the uh, American Idol reveal, right? You just have to, oh, wait, okay, <laughs> I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it, uh, I'm out of it, that's it, yeah. All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try top down because I've been bottom up uh, for a while now. My best bet. Tell me if this is crazy. I like an American to win this whole thing. They've won five out of the last six. Where are my stats here? I think that's all I have. No, they've won five out of the last six. There's just too many studs at the top. I think I just I like it too much. It's who is DJ Justin Thomas, Spieth, Tiger, uh, Finau, as you mentioned. Couchard, even Patrick Reed. Let's not count him out of there. I think I don't know. No, I don't count him out. No, I I think you know five at the last six majors. You know, uh, Molinari obviously screwed that up. I'm going American. I just feel I need the American mojo with me.
6: I like it. I like it quite a bit. There is a great preponderance of of evidence in the PGA Championship over the years. It's been competed there. It's a crazy number. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Sixty of seventy-five or something like that. I got it wrong. We we talked about it. Shackelford had the the stat off the top of his head. Yeah, Americans win the PGA Championship. So the the trend line of five of the last six is not surprising. And I think it must have been uh, Jason Day. Now the two guys that could ruin that yeah. are, are Rory McIlroy and Jason Day are your favorites, and, right? <laughs> and they're the, yeah. yeah. In the in the last nine years, those are the two guys that have won. You know, the, the
0: non-Americans that have won the PGA, right? All right, I'm rolling the dice. I'm staying with it. Thank you so much. I'm going to review, House. You do like t- you do like McElroy at 13. You like Jason Day at 18. Right. You like Fleetwood at 28. You like Finau at 35. And your long, long shots are Kyle Stanley and Paul Casey and Patrick Kentley. You like Casey top 20, actually, right?
6: Yeah, I'm going to bet Casey to, to top 20. I can't bet him to win.
0: There should be a Casey top 40. Just uh, you know, like, you know, like the America's top four. <laughs> they should have that bet somewhere just to, just for shits and giggles. Um and I yeah, think for 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 nostalgia. Right. And I think we're going to go 100 to 1 on uh Dustin Johnson and just uh and just uh kick ourselves in the head when he blows it on Sunday after leading the first three rounds. Great job, though, House. Great job. Thanks for coming on. Yes. You have anything else to plug? You got Shack House, House of Carbs. What else? Are you eating anything good? No, I'm.
6: Mean, it's it, it's vacation season. I'm 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 looking at lobster rolls and and. Uh... And, and and vodka. I mean, that's really the the extent of it. That's how I want to live my life for uh, the next
0: month. Maybe that's how I want to live my life for the rest of the year. I don't know. God bless you. How do you live your life? How do you not gain weight? This guy never gains weight. Tate, you have seen Joe House?
1: Yeah, he's always fit. Always looking fit and svelte. What
0: are you doing? You're running. You're running before five a.m. or doing something <laughs> stupid, right? Because it doesn't add up.
6: We, we we, at middle age, we have to keep our secrets because we All have right. to, we have to maintain however we can.
0: All right. Good. Well, you know, what? I appreciate maybe, the compliment. Maybe you reveal uh, your secret uh, while you deliver my eulogy, because uh, and just say, yeah, I, I could have told Sal this uh, 10 years ago, but I kept it a secret.
6: <laughs> no, no. You just you just survived the great uh, appendix caper of 2018. <laughs> That's we, right. We, we've got another 50 years together. Buddy. I spit
0: it out and I and I swallowed it right back down. That's the way to do it. <laughs> All right. <how's>... Jackass style. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for coming on, pal. I appreciate it. All right, cuz. Love you, buddy. Love you, pal. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Hey, shoot us an email. Why don't you? Cousin Sal against at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for Joe House and the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal. Saying so long and happy handicapping. No, no, no. Hey, if you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated hotels. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you could also book in advance for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. It's easy. Book hotels in 10 seconds in just three taps and a swipe. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals and incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need.